don't know how to introduce this movie because there's there's nothing I could really open with that would properly do this justice. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's not much. Uh, I mean, how many people have opened a podcast about this movie uh, doing Jack Nicholson's line from when he kills That's Bruce Wayne's parents? Exactly what I didn't want to do. I've I've got something that could be a little bit of uh, an interesting opening, uh, a little bit of a hot take, but mm. this movie isn't that great of a Batman movie. Um, we're going to talk about that because yeah. I think the, like years removed from it have made a very returns especially um, mm-hmm. has made this movie and its relationship to Batman really strange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't get yeah, don't get me wrong. I still enjoy it, but it's. Mm-hmm. I would even say it's not that great a movie, but that's me. That's me. Mm-hmm. The thing, the okay. Thing is, okay. Hold on. Like, the, yeah. I. It's funny watching this movie now with the context mm-hmm. of like what there's been like, how many on-screen Batman have there been? There's been like what eight, six, seven, seven or eight. So Keaton, Kilmer, Clooney, Bale, Affleck, um. And then, uh, yeah, Pattinson, the kid from Gotham. If we're We're not counting that, don't you? No, no, No. I'm not saying that we should. I'm saying if you want to count Jorah Mormont in Titan season two as a live action Bruce Wayne, I I, okay. If we just keep it to movies, what did we say? Seven, six, six, six. So, yeah, with that context, this movie is buck wild to watch (laughs) there is a scene where batman straight up pulls out two machine guns in his car yeah yeah and i'm like it's funny because the the president like everyone got really upset with batman for superman for like oh so batman's just a murderer now i was like look when it comes to movies like batman has had no regard for human life even in the movies where he's like i don't kill people i'm like bitch you've killed a lot of people yeah yeah yeah. That's a problem with Batman in general, though, is the, the cognitive distant, dissonance Bruce needs to have to run people over with the Batmobile and then just look at them and be like, they'll live. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be fine. Well, um, I mean, I don't I don't think yeah. there's any cognitive dissonance in the world that could explain dropping two bombs from an armored vehicle <laughs> that blows up a chemical company. Yeah. He also throws lots of humans off of high things. Yes. Um, yes. I was going to say, in, a, in Dark Knight Rises, like, there's no way around it. He absolutely kills Talia because his solution to it is like, I'll just rain missiles at her vehicle and she'll just mm-hmm. drive off the mm-hmm. edge. Yeah. Well, yeah. again, that's a, that's a thing. The Nolan movies really like to point out the whole I don't kill rule, um, but they're the worst offenders, I, I feel like. Um, among the worst yeah. offenders, <laughs> that first one he's like, I don't kill, but I don't have to save you. I'm like, that's not much better. Yeah, no, it's still no. killing. Also, the, yeah, the, and the death he's condemning him to is to be mangled in a in a, a train that's going to crash through like what a series of buildings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that like, doesn't that doesn't 100 guarantee he's going to die either. That's right. the thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's exactly. a vegetable, and he's like, I hate you so much. That's yeah, the best case scenario yeah, where he's, he's not just. just Much. He's just terrible amputations. Like just oh god, I have part of an arm. Like and then then Dark Knight, he he kills Harvey. Um (laughs) 
fucking pushes yeah. him off the roof. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he kills her. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. uh, you know, it was it was a situation where he it was either or. He didn't really he couldn't really find a nice medium ground there. Also, yeah, and then when when Catwoman blows Bane away, Bruce doesn't even <laughs> blink. He's like, "Well, that's all taken care of now." <laughs> Yeah, like my tormentor for an entire year or so just got fucking shit canned by a cannon on my vehicle, and I'm not gonna react to it. Like he, like Michael, things to do in this movie is like, I I don't know, I don't know how to describe what he's doing, but it's like, it's let's start. You know what? That's a good place to start. Let's talk about Michael Keaton as Batman, and let's fucking unpack all the weirdness that comes with that. Well, like his thing, there's a psychopath. Like like level of normality to him. Yeah, where, <laughs> where he's like he drop. He literally like drops people off buildings, and then the next scene is like he's like a sitcom dad. Like yeah, he yeah. Drops off and the next scene he's like unsure of like what to mm-hmm. say when an attractive woman comes his way. Um, and he's incredibly weird and like very uh like rich guy eccentric. He's nowhere near the typical Bruce Wayne we see, which is like. He knows mm-hmm. he has money. He flaunts that he has money, and he's very confident. And this Bruce Wayne is like very like squirrely, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, I feel like the direction he got is you're a rich man, and that's it. Like, he didn't he didn't really have any other type of motivation for mm-hmm. being Bruce Wayne based on the way Tim Burton directed him. Like, don't get me wrong, like. I like his interpretation of Bruce Wayne because it feels like someone who is kind of a fucking sociopath who's trying to hide it yes. like, as I mean, best he can. You want to know who he feels like to me watching this uh, and thinking real hard about it? He feels like Tim Burton to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, he yeah. feels a lot like Tim Burton just in terms of his mannerisms and how socially awkward he is. Yes, um, and his weird fucking house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it just it, yeah. They they don't really go into like how he's rich either, and that was oh. my that's something you know that became a bigger issue or a bigger part of later Batman movies and even in Batman comics. But it's mm-hmm. they don't even imply that like his family was rich. It's just like yeah, he's just a rich guy. You know what's interesting and, about you saying that is is there's a point in the movie where Joker doesn't recognize Bruce Wayne. Yeah. It's very strange to think about. Like he's like, "Oh, it's Bruce Wayne." I'm like, "How would you not know it's Bruce which, Wayne?" Which is funny because when you compare that to the Nolan trilogy, like every time he shows his face in the day, like during the day, people are like, "Oh, hey, Bruce Wayne, one of the yeah. richest men in the world." Yeah, you know, nobody knows fan. who he is though. Also, in this movie, that's an important thing. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird to watch. Knox oh. and Vale do, and that's it. Well, I well I, even then they no, have Vicky Vale doesn't initially though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah like, he and, has to be like, yeah, I'm Bruce Wayne, and then they're like, Bruce Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, I wonder if they were trying to go for like kind of a Howard Hughes s vibe to him. Maybe like, I can like, see where that. he's just he's just insane shut in who just uh, every once in a while throws these these like ridiculous lavish parties. You could yeah, read, you could mm-hmm. read him as someone who never leaves the house. Honestly, I well, you know it's yeah. I don't. I don't think that's that far off, honestly. I mean, his idea of a dinner date is to sit forty feet away from the person <laughs> he's on a, t- on a date with. I feel like that was Alfred, though. I think Alfred was like, "I'm going to put them at the table, and I'm going to see if they notice how far away they are." <laughs> well, my big question is like, so they're having some sort of charity party where they have a 
a bucket for donation, but then they have actual gambling happening. Like what, where is this <laughs> money going to like, are the people expected to give their money back to charity when they win? I, I was very confused by that aspect of the storyline. Also during that whole sequence, there's like elected officials and police mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. you know, lawyers and stuff. And like, None of them have the air of, about them that they have any professional titles whatsoever. Like mm -mm. when Gordon's fucking gambling and someone's like, hey, come here. He's like, okay, hold on. Throws the dice again is like BRB and has no sense of urgency. Yeah. It, well, that and it doesn't help that Gordon is also portrayed by a 70 year old man. He <laughs> gets more oafish and stupid as the series goes on. And he wears um, a tuxedo at all times. Like yes. yeah, that's what what the fuck tim burton like did you did you just look at a cover to batman that happened to have some characters on it and be like yeah i get it i'm good that's a jim gordon i know that yeah. um so <sighs> yeah keaton keaton's fucking bruce wayne is extremely strange uh and yeah. as i said like seems to be an insane person who's trying to hide it very poorly um but man him in the batman suit like i don't know what it is but you're just like man you're fucking cool <laughs> Like, yeah, I, there yeah. was a couple shots where I felt like it looked a little rubbery. I was like, ah, oh, this is oh, there's no way around some of the rubber, mm -hmm. uh, the rubbery nature yeah. of it now. Um, especially when they close yeah. up in that fucking cow, you're like, <laughs> yeah, there, there are times where you're if you're looking for it, you can see like, wow, that that looks not good, that looks too big for his head, or that looks too small. That's clearly a stunt man. Um, <laughs> in the scene with the guy with the swords, um. Well, there were there were a couple scenes in it where like he throws a kick at somebody and most of the time it's like, OK, you know, that that kick did what it was supposed to do. But there was once or twice where he threw a kick and it's like, oh, that's what would happen if Michael Keaton tried to kick somebody like that, because it <laughs> looks like the most ineffective and just like somebody trying to kick a rock who like maybe weighs 20 pounds, just like, uh. I, I love the first kick he gives that dude in the rooftop in the first five minutes because that is like it's a sternum shattering thrust kick that sends this guy like 15 feet through a wooden door i'm like that guy's yes. dead like yes yes <laughs> oh yeah that was when uh that was when uh mickey Rourke's cousin was the other tough guy in there like whoever that other dude was who was the bigger scumbag looked exactly like mickey okay. Rourke to me just talking about the opening of this movie like Mm -hmm. that opening music like yeah the minute i heard that i'm like oh god i'm like 10 whatever age i was when i first saw this because this movie came out in 89 mm -hmm. i would have been 11 you guys would have been uh nothing <laughs> you would have i was no, three years old okay i wasn't even sperm not yeah. even yeah just yeah yeah but yeah that that opening music and i was just like oh mm -hmm. oh now i remember like it oh it just mm -hmm. that is peak danny elfman like it's so good it's yes. so um, goddamn it's good some of the i think it's like it is an era where he is at his best i don't think he's been particularly good the last decade and a half or so um because everyone just starts to sound samey but yeah this yes. is like it, it's so iconic he's like went to rescore justice league he was like why would i bother making something new <laughs> i would yeah. say when he isn't trying there because i think there's Danny Elfman actually trying to do good work, and then there's uh, Tim Burton walks into the room. He's like, "Don't try on this one." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just shit something. Out. I need you to phone it in there, Danny. 
He's yeah. like, I did it, so it's all right if you do it. Um, but we'll make a movie about a woman who does painting, and then you can actually do work on that one. Um, so yeah, like with I, the, I, mm? no, that's yeah. oh okay. I was gonna say with the uh, with the opening of this movie, I have to give Tim Burton credit. He went with a very bold choice to not show Batman's origin in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. you get the impression that he might be doing that just like okay he's modernized it a bit but then it's like oh no there's batman okay cool mm-hmm. cool we're not gonna yeah, we're not gonna do with all that yeah he's, he's a fully realized character when we meet him uh, yeah. like i'm i'm glad they only spend maybe five minutes on his parents being shot mm-hmm. it's in my head yeah. it is like it's much quicker it's just two shots of like two grown-ups going oh and then falling over. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much pretty much no it's like a it's a shot for shot recreation of uh i can't remember if it's year one or if it's a tdkr um one of the two i mean you see it in both of them but one of them is more long and it focuses more on the shots and it's basically that but after that it's gone it's in and it's out we see the little thing of young jack napier um which is a is choice French? that they made. <laughs> is he French? Napier. Um, so also, uh, <laughs> isn't it Bruce Wayne, the kid Bruce Wayne, wearing like this ridiculous little costume too? Yeah. Like yeah, he, he looks oh, like yes, a little newspaper this is, boy. Yes. Yeah. He looks like a newsie. Yeah. <laughs> it's they made choices with this okay. movie, and that's Every, the thing that I probably enjoyed the most is the choices are really big, and it's like. You're either with it or you're not, and I I, I appreciate that. The thing, about, the thing about Michael Keaton's like, like all all of the costumes, but Michael Keaton in particular about mm-hmm. his costumes in this movie is he looks like my dad from in the nineties. It's so weird. I think he looks like a lot of people's dads in the nineties, though. I, I don't think it's just it's just so yours. funny. I, it, the whole movie is very dated, but it's like it's so it works so well. Yeah, you know, but again, I like say it's dated because like the, the mm-hmm. time it's supposed to take place in is completely nebulous. Yeah, because it's like right. this weird like '30s, '40s inspired landscape. It it doesn't feel like it at all. Well, um, it's it's, it's all that like stuff, industrial. but like little little chunks of '80s like sprinkled in there. So the oh, you mean like Vicky Vale's feel... car? <laughs> yes, <laughs> or all the yeah. prints. Or all Cars, costumes, yes, all of the prints. Well, like Joker's henchmen are like the most eighties okay. henchmen. Hold on, <laughs> I have to, around boom boxes. I have to talk about the henchmen really quick. I, I am obsessed with them. <laughs> They're so. Why? They all look like uh, like creative characters. First of all, <laughs> no, first of all yes. they, they all like they all like to dress to be male strippers. Like they all have the fucking yes. hat, sunglasses, <laughs> these weird jackets. Um, also, each of them seems to be hired because they like they're like they're like video game characters. Like that guy's got sword. <laughs> that guy's got brass knuckles. That guy is the big burly guy. This guy does flips. Bob's got a right. car- uh, charisma stat of ten. Um, uh, yeah, they're all these ridiculous gimmicky guys who show up for like the, like the, the sword guy. He's like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> they are also seemingly on board for all of Joker's mannequins like mm-hmm. immediately. Like, I, yeah. They're dancing with him on a float at one point. Yep. Yeah, the one the one guy has a uh, like his his I, I forget what it is like it's a Tommy gun or something that he's using as like a kind of cane as he dances on the float because I think that's what? the point where Vicky Vale is looking at them through a camera. 
like they they're the most ridiculous human beings on earth at yes. any period of time yep yeah. yeah and they're also they're also not very smart like the guy who uh decided to jump at batman while they're in the bell tower and just goes right through the wood he probably <laughs> could have saved him honestly he, yeah probably people he could have saved um, um one of the one of the thugs or one of the henchmen are taken out by my favorite gadget in the movie because you only see it once it's like it's that guy like jump kicks him right like he jumps at batman and then batman with just, knives on his feet yes and then like <laughs> deploys this ridiculous i don't even know what to call it it's like this is gonna hit you in the balls and yeah <laughs> like, like this quick release knuckle uh, attachment i don't even know if it was supposed to hit him in the balls i think it was supposed to like deflect his foot which is the most and instead he uses it to just crush the guy's uh fucking torso <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it like there's no rhyme or reason to the things that batman has other than when it needs to look good like oh he needs this one thing yeah. that probably costs like three million dollars in 1989 mm -hmm. money that will launch a rope in two different directions and that's it that's the right. only thing it does like, it's a, just... Yeah, it's it's a problem that I sometimes have with the James Bond movies where the gadgets will be too specific to the situation that they're in, mm -hmm. um, where it's just like, where where else would you ever use that outside of this exact situation? Um, exactly. And, and it's it's it always kind of takes you out of it just a little bit. The um, part where he yeah. has a grappling hook and he asks Vicky Vale how much she weighs is like... I did like that. That <laughs> is so funny. Because like he... What was his plan? Was it he... He just goes up... <laughs> okay, this, is, this goes hand in hand with something else I noticed about this movie. Like Batman is super willing to just get his ass kicked or pretend <laughs> he's been killed by bullets or like feign death. He's always pretending to be hurt. Yeah. Yes. Is that he's, part he's, of martial yeah. arts? Is knowing when to play dead? <laughs> well, no, I think it's that he went to improv. Um, oh, okay. And uh, uh, he knows ones. yes and. Um, well, it's it, some of that, like, I feel is Tim Burton was trying to be like, oh, well, I want this to be somewhat realistic. That's why he was mm -hmm. like asking Vicky Vale how much she weighs. And that's why he's like faking death so he can come back to life, quote unquote, and have his mythos grow. But sure. they don't explain that for a single solitary second in the movie. It's just like, no. how much do you weigh? Because uh, this uh, bat rope says no fat chicks on it. <laughs> also, like in the beginning of the movie, he just walks into a hail of gunfire and throws yeah. himself to the ground. I'm like, all right, what was your end game there? Because you're just going to pop up in a second. Yeah, I'd, I'd, well, that's, that's where this is also confusing because, like, he's, he's established, has all these toys that he uses, but the police don't know who he is or if he's even real. Most of the public of Gotham thinks he's a myth. Like, it's, it's like they were trying to tell a year one story, but they didn't really want to tell a year one story because they wanted to have all of the cool mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, they wanted the killing joke and stuff like that. Like, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, like they they wanted that moment right before Batman is going to like mayoral functions <laughs> and yeah. like showing up at parties or whatever. Um, but I don't know if they really depicted it well because it does feel like okay, well, where in the timeline is this? And it feels kind of inconsistent. Um, 
I mean, that could also be a wider issue with Warner Brothers DC where they they don't sure. know what they're doing as it continues to show a lot of times with I their mean, with their comic adaptations. Yes. We also have to think of this in terms of it's nineteen eighty-nine. Yeah. Um the Batman that exists before this is a very specific sliver of pop entertainment. And from, and I think I've heard Danny O'Neill talk about it where he was like, that was Batman for a while. Like people didn't like Adam <clears throat> West was Batman. Yep. Well, not just people him. thought Batman was. Yeah, not just him though. The the serials, the old yeah. TV serials. Where um fought the Japanese and Ferris mm-hmm. 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 the yellow menace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that that stuff. Like that was that was Batman for a very long yeah. time. That was a defining feature of Batman. So I kind of have to give them some slack. But at the same time, uh, something I do want to point out is, so this is John Peters and Peter Goober who produced this movie. Uh, If you don't know who they are, people who are listening to this, uh, look them up. I feel like we all know, but just for the sake of argument, is anybody completely unaware of who they are? Hold on. That would be Uh, me. I I know John Peters, the other guy I'm not too familiar with. I well, they're the name both, Peters, but I don't know that. They're, they're partners in crime, basically. But one of them is uh, the guy so Peters has an accomplice. Okay. Wait, is yes. John John Peters the dude who wanted the uh, the giant spider in the Superman movie? Yep. yep. Oh, he's yeah. the guy who was obsessed okay. with the giant spider. Yes. John Peters is the guy that Christopher Nolan said he is never to step foot on these fucking sets. Okay. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and they produced, a hairdresser. Okay. they produced a lot of stuff in the 80s. Some of it good, some of it not as good. Um, but they're, they're all over that period of filmmaking. Um, and like John Peters was a big producer, I guess, of the early attempts to do Sandman. Um, oh no! Things. Oh no! I, I I really wish that movie got made just so we could talk about it. <laughs> you know what we need is Sandman to show his dick. Yeah, that Sandman. would really humanize it. Sandman needs oh, a hang dong. Right? Okay, so the savior is this: uh, John Peters produced Tango and Cash. Um, okay. Yeah, and the the year before he produced Caddyshack Two. He also produced oh, Inner no. Space, The Witches of Eastwick. He did Young Blood. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, young blood what? holy shit he produced the color purple yep oh no he's, he's not got one of those careers um <laughs> so he kind of trips over his own dick sometimes into good stuff and mm-hmm. it's just like oh, whatever okay here's the money yeah. Kevin smith said it best you just fail upward yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so yeah like the producers are part of this and then tim burton's name isn't on the screenplay of this at all uh the credited guys are Sam Ham and Warren Garen. Sam Ham. That's a real Sam fucking Ham. name. Sam Ham sounds like a fake name. It sounds like a pseudonym. My name um, is Sam. Oh no. Ham. Sam Ham only produced. Okay. Sam Ham wrote Batman, Batman Returns, Mantis, Monkey Bones. <laughs> <laughs> An episode of, Man- of Masters of Horror and Never Cry Wolf from 1983. Wait, does he know Speedweed? That's the most important <laughs> He might. I he wonder might. if he was if he was responsible for the invisible dinosaur. <laughs> Maybe. That's from Mantis. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Any, just anyways, to get out of the weeds of the production and whatnot, where were we? The beginning of uh, Batman? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. It, yeah. That, that's just important because I don't, there are points in this where I feel like Tim Burton is omnipresent and it's like, oh, that's Tim mm-hmm. Burton is fuck. And then there are other moments which feel like nothing Tim Burton would ever have his hands on. And it's like, that was the day where Tim Burton did not care at all about what was going on. And somebody else was in charge. He oh, well, said cut and go, but I yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a matter of him not caring. I think it's a matter of he got overruled because he still wasn't a big enough name yet sure. to really, because I mean, arguably this movie is what made Tim Burton a household name. Yeah. Like, yeah, it definitely it, did. Yeah, it just it. This movie was so huge. Like I can remember mm-hmm. seeing it like three times when I was a kid because it's just like, well, it's it's the only thing out there other than old Superman movies, which mm-hmm. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, weren't that old at that point to me. But you know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah, it it. Uh, like I feel like all of the like human interactions, Tim Burton had nothing to do with because they are so far outside of what he would do with people talking to each other. Like the <laughs> yeah. Knox and Vicky Vale's relationship, and and mm-hmm. just anything outside of Bruce Wayne and Vicky feels like nothing Tim Burton had anything to do with. Right. Well, anything, anything that wasn't like weird people talking mm-hmm. to each other mm-hmm. <laughs> like i think i think there's a reason why bruce and uh i don't know what to call him because he to me he's not really the joker but i guess i'll call him the joker um the way that they are i feel like those are both parts of tim burton they are him they're avatars of him to some degree um and I'm, that's very, I think that's very obvious in the way I, that he plays them, the fact that they get so much more screen time and they're way more well thought out than every other character in the film. Here's my uh, theory. Uh, Tim Burton, prior to not, uh, prior to directing this film, had never mm-hmm. spoken to another human being before. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Here's the thing about Batman comic. No. Yeah. No, definitely oh. not. Hunter, what? you're probably 100% correct. Like, he, he talked to other goth kids, and, yes. <laughs> and like, uh, and like he's, Hunter like, very much an art guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, exactly. Those aren't people. Wow. So, like, he talked, he talked to other people like him, people who, like, don't know how to talk to other human beings. But, uh, yeah, 100%. He did not have casual conversations with anybody when they weren't filming. Um, I would almost guarantee that. Well, I would go uh, one step further with the Joker and say they just gave Jack Nicholson like an amount of cocaine every time he was on set and just said, just be yourself, Jack. Probably. Like, yeah. can well, just... act, act this hard. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, give us a 10 today, Jack. All right. Give us a six. All right. Mm-hmm. Here's your two. Here's your eight ball. Here you go. Go have fun. <laughs> like, it just it. It was definitely interpretation of the Joker, but man, like, I mean, we might as well talk about his interpretation of the Joker, but man, it did not feel like Jack Nicholson understood what the Joker actually was uh, one bit. No. See, <laughs> here, here's the thing. I, 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 I think you're right, but I also think like they were, I know Tim Burton has probably never read a Batman comic in his life. That's pretty clear. He but, read The Dark Knight Returns. We know that. Other than outside of that, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, 
I think he accidentally almost lands on the Joker. Almost. Yes, that is a very good way to put it. Half the time, I think he gets it very right. Half the time, I think he gets it very wrong. Yes. Uh, he, yeah, to some detrimental. But again, I think he, I think it's the same with Batman. And the parts of it that he gets wrong, and this is where I kind of, I don't disagree with what Eric opened with, but I, I, I kind of have to like add some things to it. The parts where he adds himself in, it's the parts of him that I actually think fit both characters more so with batman um but they kind of don't they don't mesh terribly with a version of batman it's just when we've seen other batmans that are just far more accurate and far closer to the perceptions that we have of the characters it's people with some significant knowledge of the characters uh, uh, I think it sticks out to us a lot. Uh, the parts where it's like, where did that come from? Why is that there? <laughs> I, I, I do. I like. I, I think he's very entertaining. Oh, he is one hundred percent. Oh, he's magnetic. You can't take your eyes off him when he's on screen. This is one. Oh, like, yeah. So I, I'm gonna talk about Jack Palance real quick because he's only in the movie for about six minutes. Yes. Like, yeah. God, he is a fucking force of nature of this. He shows was... up and he's just like, oh, just fucking <laughs> just taking whole scenes from people. I was so happy I forgot he was in it because I was like, wait, who is who is the crime? Oh my God, it's Jack Palance. And just you're my like, number one guy. He's just big arms <laughs> talking to everyone. He's always got this big. Po- he's too like suit's too small. He's fucking bursting out of it. Um, even his death is ridiculous. Um, he takes forever yes. to die. It involves Jack Nicholson dancing around a fucking room. Um, yep. yeah. Nicholson is like this fucking ball of energy, and like every scene he's in, you're like, I can't, like, you're immediately the center of the screen, and I can't take my eyes off you because you're always doing something fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's where like I I have a hard time uh, making everything come together in my head on his interpretation of the Joker. Like there are, like Hunter was saying, like there are aspects of it that are very much the Joker that he accidentally landed on it. But other parts, I'm just like, this is what Jack Nicholson thinks crazy people are like. Like this is Uh is just his interpretation of a crazy person. It it borderlines on insensitive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Parts of it, uh, yeah. But like Jack, the... Jack Nicholson loves this performance so much. He wa- there was a period of time where he watched it every night. <laughs> That's a true story. No, he's thinking about the coke that he did that day, yes. as, well, as Eric has suggested. Well, he's also he's also thinking about how much money he's making off of the back end. Because if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, mm-hmm. he didn't take that big a paycheck from this movie because he wanted back end payments on this movie, and yeah. he made the right choice there because. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's also thinking about fucking over robin williams which is a thing that That's he did it. in taking this movie um and also side note watching this there are moments where his delivery is kind of similar to robin williams and it just made me think of the movie where robin williams got to play this character and i don't want to say it would have been better because i don't know i can't say for sure but like I, I I want it. I want to go to the other universe where he did get to play Joker, um, because that would have been fascinating. Uh, yeah, I I think he could have pulled it off, and I 
I honestly think he would have done a more comic accurate job because Mm -hmm. I know that Robin Williams is actually was a big comic fan because I heard stories about him like being seen at local comic stores when he was living in the California area. Hell yeah. Yeah. And uh, real quick on Jack Nicholson's pay for the movie, um, he only took six million for it. But the contract he signed included a stipulation that he would earn percentage on the film's total earnings, including sales of the film's merchandise. Wow. He, he ended up earning more than $50 million for the role, which is $103 million in 2020. Yeah, he got fucking he got Star Wars money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Because yeah. that movie, I can't remember where I saw this information, so it could be completely wrong. But... Warner Brothers apparently has never made a movie this successful since. Yeah. I don't I don't know where that <laughs> but in terms of like numbers and inflation, they still haven't made a movie that matched this one in yeah, 2020 money. 40 it made years? Eight, it I made would, eight, 2020 money, it made 847 million. I would argue Holy most shit. Of, uh, yeah. most of TPZ's like history is based upon the fact that this happened. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. No, this is a turning point movie. Like the next 10, 15 years of comic book movies, but just movies in general, like they trace something back to this movie. I mean, we've talked a lot about the movies that came out immediately after this, mostly in connection to Darkman, um, but just in general. Um, <laughs> I want the pink elephant. Um, <laughs> Um, where were we (laughs) i talking about jack nicholson uh yeah um who's doing a lot in this in this film um yeah um um i I do like his uh his origin in this movie yeah i don't hate it that's i mean that's that's i think that is is the what i'm sorry (laughs) Yeah, you were slowing down there. Um, no, it was it was one hundred percent the uh, um, uh, blah, blah, blah. not it's uh, killing joke origin. It's similar, like, yeah. No, yeah. it it is. Like, I mean, I mean outside it, it of like the the minor contrivances of it not being like the the gang and him having to wear like the the mm-hmm. red helmet, but yeah, it's it's totally the killing joke yeah. origin. I mean, yeah, it is in broad strokes. Yes, I'm just saying it's not the comedian getting loped into it, hard on his luck. Like it's a, it's a very different character, and I don't, I don't mind the Joker already being a criminal um, before even turning into the Joker. Um, I actually have, I feel like Stephen King's problem with The Shining, for me, is worse here. Actually, I feel like he's already a little bit too crazy at the beginning. And they do point that out, which I guess goes somewhere. Um, But it does bother me a little bit that they say he's already psychotic. He's already a little bit unhinged. Um, To me, that's that's one of those things for me where what's interesting about the Joker is that he wasn't always that. That wasn't uh, a core part of his being before becoming the Joker. Um, that's what it's one of the things that's interesting to me about the Joker is that he could be anyone, just a random dude. Um, and so, yeah, like this origin is kind of, eh, but I, I think it, it ultimately does work for the movie. Um, I think the part that doesn't work is the fact that he killed Bruce's parents. Uh, and yeah. that's been that done the to weirdest. death. It's, 
can that's the yeah. word is change um yeah uh it makes it too personal because then when yeah. bruce like finally corners them he mm-hmm. just like he's there's no nuance to it he's like i'm just gonna beat the shit out of you yes also, right how old is jack napier then because like <laughs> it looks like yeah. bruce is beating up a 65 year old man yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah that that is a really odd choice. Ben, it would either they would have to yeah I don't know. There's no real way to explain that other than to say like mm-hmm. that Bruce is beating up like a 70 year old. Yeah, no, that doesn't yeah does that doesn't grunk very well. I, mean, I don't know it it in a very operatic way it makes sense and right. in a very like tim burton way i can understand why they would do it that way but it's just like mm-hmm. ah, okay. it feels on the nose now it feels very on the nose at this point and again well, and they, I, they I, make it worse by forever because they just pivot the like they they retcon it to two-faced mm-hmm. i'm like oh that just you've made well, it worse yeah yeah well there's if we decide to do those movies sometime very soon um definitively sure. we'll, we'll talk about it then we um but there's an argument to be made that the Schumacher movies are not entirely in the same continuity. Um, I would I would say the Schumacher movies are the Batman movies that exist within the world of the Tim Burton <laughs> Batman films. Kind of That's like a great explanation, actually, actually. I love yeah. that idea. Kind of like how Kill Bill and whatnot are the move is the movie that exists within the realm of the wider Tarantino universe. Like how that oh, how shit. there's that weird disconnect that there's like these are the movies that exist in this world and this is the mm. real world of the Tarantino universe. So right. I just thought of that and I'm going with it. That is now officially canon. That is what Warner Brothers went with. I support this. I support this wholeheartedly. It explains why they spend so much time showing costumes from the previous two movies. Um, Yeah, totally. Um, And it would would kind of work to be like, oh, well, Batman has to be Bruce Wayne because he's the richest man in the world. So, yeah, they could, they, you know, even though it would just be like, ha ha, yeah, it's Bruce Wayne. But yeah, Yeah. I kind of, wow, I really like this idea. No, it, it, here's the thing, Eric. I, the more I think about it, it explains why the Bruce Waynes in those later two movies are... I'm not going to say they're more handsome than Michael Keaton, because that sounds mean. <laughs> but they're they more are. traditionally handsome. They're more like um, beefcake handsome, I guess, to put it mildly. Uh, they're not Michael Keaton, who looks like just a dude. Like... <laughs> Well, it's, Michael it's, Keaton could be a guest host on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, love that. I want to talk to Michael Keaton. Well, the other thing is, like, Michael Keaton isn't what you traditionally would expect out of Batman because mm-hmm. there's a point where, like, I'm I'm trying to remember where it is in the movie, but like he's holding the Joker up by his lapels, he puts him <laughs> down, and the Joker is easily a foot taller than Batman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like what the fuck is going on here? Why would you choose somebody that who's like five ten? Yeah, it's a it's a baffling decision, honestly. That's why I I think no Robin Williams was like six two or something. So something never mind. Like yeah. yeah, he was he's like insanely tall, much taller than most people might think. Um but I think he like I think he was a better physical actor than Jack Nicholson. Not that mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson's a slump. Uh, but like, I think that he could have played it so that you wouldn't think he was six feet tall. Again, yeah. as I said, most people don't think of him as being that tall. 
Um, I, I so yeah, like that might have been better. I, I do think I think uh, Keaton's performance came through, and that's why a lot of us have accepted it. And his his performance doesn't bother me at this point. Um, but if I'm looking back now, I can actually completely understand why there was like that original version of fan outrage when he got announced because he's yeah. not the drawings of Batman up until that point or since. No. Well, and I mean, as we all know, there's always fan outrage when anything involving any superhero movie is, mm-hmm. is announced at this point. So. Yeah, we should remind people that uh, every time there's a Batman cast, yes. uh, someone has one group somewhere has a huge problem with it. Yeah. 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 Like, Pattinson that's, can't act, guys. I, yeah. He's too he's, skinny. He's a soy boy. Heath um, Ledger yeah. is going to be the worst Joker ever. <laughs> Look what we got. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of uh, interesting casting that I really would have liked to have seen go to fruition, Billy D as as Harvey Dent, I thought was a oh, great yeah. choice. And I would have loved to have seen his version of Two Face. That because, goes with your theory because yeah. they would whitewash him in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I like and I forgot that like Billy D. Williams actually had a bigger role than I remembered. Like my memory of this mm-hmm. movie was like he's there for like five minutes and he's gone, but he's actually around a bit I, more than I thought in this movie. Yeah. I, I also remember that. I thought it was like him just showing up and be like, oh, look, we got Harvey Dent. And now he's mm-hmm. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, well, Hello, I know Harvey he... Dent. <laughs> camera. Yeah. I know he was supposed to be in Returns, and oh, I can't remember okay. the reason why he wasn't. Well, I'll, I'll look into it, because we are... The plan is to do Returns soon. Just, just I'd be okay people. with that. Um, I, I think I might actually do some research in between, because I want to know... But I, my guess is that, that the script was probably just jam-packed full of people. Because Returns is a much bigger principal cast. There's a lot of ta- time spent on Max Shrek in that movie. <laughs> well, I, and as I said earlier, this movie earned in 2020 money $847 million. Oh. So, yeah, I, I can understand why, like, with Returns, they're like, all right, like, how much do you want? Who do you want in it? Like, do mm-hmm. what you will. Yeah. Um, yeah, let me see what else I have in my notes here. Because, I mean, there was a certain point where I just stopped taking notes. Because I'm like, I just need right. the movie to wash over me. Oh, there mm-hmm. uh, there was a point where they were talking about how the parade wasn't going to go on. And they're like, yeah, this is going to cost us $250,000. Which I was just like, <laughs> that's, that's adorable. That's adorable that $250,000. Yeah, uh-huh. He's like, that's like $200,000 part balloon or something like that also yes. i love that sequence because the mayor of gotham is like i'm the mayor from jaws today <laughs> I'd, I'd, i am ed koch that's who that looks right. like. like it looked like they just decided like oh let's get ed koch in here why not mm-hmm. yeah yeah the, 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 i'm sure he's not doing anything now yeah um, well, he's, he's very dead if i remember correctly yeah, um yeah yeah um <laughs> do we want to talk about vicky vale at all because she's Mm. she's weird she's a weird <laughs> character you mean the character that opens that opens the movie by saying i like bats that, that's one of her first lines one of the first things to come out of her mouth yeah, i like she's bats. A, she's a she's a secret bat furry confirmed so mm-hmm. hey is there a bat is there a bat character in a beast stars hunter no i, I, oh. I remember okay no but there's a s- snake so there's a yeah snake. Uh, <laughs> a nazi snake there's a fjord snake 
<laughs> He's Goebbels. Um, so terrible. I agree with her weirdness movie because, like, when I was younger, I didn't know who the fuck Vicky Vale was. Now, was no. she a character in the comics? Right. Or was she? I don't know. That I assume that is... she was because she's been in every Batman adaptation since, and that can't just be because of this movie. I wouldn't think. Are you sure about that? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe it is. Maybe this movie had that much of an effect, but she's, I think she's been yeah. in every Batman adaptation since, except for maybe the Nolan stuff. Or am I missing? Am I forgetting? Um, yeah, she was a, she's a character from 1948. So yeah, she's okay. been around for a while. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it just, I, like, I don't understand a lot of her. Like, mm-hmm. she's this, she's this well-known and, like, very famous photographer, and she's going to do mm-hmm. some schlub job for a Gotham newspaper, and she's mm-hmm. driving what looks like the type of car that, like, a single dad from 1989 would have. <laughs> Um, I want to talk a bit about the directly related to her, the Corto Maltese stuff. <laughs> yeah, which they um, depict as like a, a really, really fucking weird addition. Mm-hmm. Well, so the pictures we see because it's, it's yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Connor, yeah, we you. completely lost Connor there. Yeah, um, no, I just well, I just well, take up to go away. Um, yes. Um, what exactly is the Corto Maltese stuff? Because I'm not, I'm not as well versed in DC stuff. It's just it's From the, the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, yeah, it's that. But like, it's like a fictional, it's like a fictional location in Dark, Dark Knight yeah. Returns that's like about to set off like that version's uh, like like a new mm. Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, right. Okay. But it, from the looks of it in this movie, it's like um, not... a Rwanda. Well, I was going to say the uh, the communist country in Asia near Vietnam. Um, fuck, what's that one called? Uh, oh, the one the, the one, uh, killing fields was based around yes, and all that. Yeah. Uh, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That one where like something Myanmar. like Myanmar. Yeah. What was it? Like 50 percent of their population was dead within like five years or something. Lord. Something um, like that. Yeah. But they, they depict it as like a genocide situation on that scale because it's just pictures of dead bodies um from what i can tell that's her entire thing um and that's why the joker's so into it later on um again that feels like a very joker thing to me that he would be like super into pictures of dead bodies Um, they but they never they never give you that implication based on the character development we have with the joker because we get very surface level with him he's just he's into pretty dames and that's that's really about it and that's the jack nicholson part of him coming out i think like if he was if he was like i love your photography and like brought up that stuff i would be like oh okay that seems very joker but Mm -hmm. it's not like it's it's also it's also hmm? weird for him to pine after a woman like this yeah Um, like yeah, to, a lot to be, oh, like yeah. to be so attached and like I I must have her, mm-hmm. I must, you know whatever. This like you know reading poetry to her, dancing with her. I'm like Joker would just drop you off a fucking building. He's not gonna. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. A well, lot of a lot of the like character building that they do, it's hidden between other stuff. 
So like he does say, uh, he says the line, I want to make art until somebody dies. And then that's like the end of it. Like he doesn't go any further and he doesn't expand on that. And again, that's a very Joker thing to say. Uh, maybe maybe you want to go a little bit deeper into what you mean by that. That would be... Yeah, I, I think the most you get of it is he's like, I'm the first, I'm the world's first fully functioning homicidal artist. So, right. Okay. I didn't know that was something cool. you were aspiring to be. <laughs> that a thing? That's, yeah, I, that's in, great. What does that mean? In some, uh, ways, <laughs> in some ways, though, I feel like he was also supposed to be a representation of like the pop art movement that was happening again in the 80s. Oh, yeah. And that was that was mm-hmm. more what his thing was, not to interpret the Joker. I mean, this is just my counterpoint to what you're saying, Arlen. Like, is that that's more what he was about at, or his representation was, not an actual deeper look at the Joker. Because once again, I feel like they did the most minimal of research for mm-hmm. Batman and Batman-related characters for this movie. They're like, we I, got the suit? All right, cool. Yeah. We've got the Joker? Kind of. All right, mm-hmm. cool. Let's go. I mean... It's the Jokester, right? I don't disagree. I'm just saying that's a take that doesn't feel far afield from how I think of the Joker. And it might just be that I have this movie in my head already, so I have a hard time separating it. I've already accepted it. But when I'm looking at the character of the Joker, if that was a brand new take, if that was like the storyline of the next Zack Snyder Joker story, or not Zack Snyder, Scott Snyder, um... Who would ever confuse those two? Two two very Um, different people. (laughs) But if that was the new take of a new Joker story, where the Joker suddenly is like, "Uh, this is is the thing that I'm doing in this story. I'm an artist now. I wouldn't reject that concept. That's what I was more saying. Like, it feels in character with the Joker that we've established already. It doesn't feel like something that is being forced into the character of the Joker. It does feel like a natural expansion of the character that we know. Um, it, fit, it fits with the guy who would poison Girl Scouts um, with poison Girl Scout cookies. Like, it feels akin to that um, to me. So that's more what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's a perfect encapsulation of the Joker in a broader sense, but it doesn't distract from what I what my perception of the Joker is and what that character should be. Uh, yeah, hmm. Cambodia, by the way, is the country that uh, that's I'm struggling. It. Oh, that's right, yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, oh God, yeah, the Dead Kennedy song, Holiday in Cambodia. What the fuck? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd also uh, like to point out that uh, Vicky Vale's fashion sense is very odd in this movie. Mm-hmm. Especially- you mean changes every scene? Well, and especially the quinceanera dress she was wearing at Bruce Wayne's uh, party when she first meets him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like. What the fuck was she wearing? Like, mm-hmm. I understand, like, women's fashion at the time was very different because when my wife was watching it with me, she's like, oh, yeah, I can remember having to wear a dress similar to that when I went to a wedding in the oh. 80s. I'm like, oh, God. Like, it's oh, no. horrendous. It's horrendous. But, yeah, yeah. Connor, like you said, yeah, she, she has something different on every scene, which, I mean, makes sense because it, mm-hmm. we rarely ever see her for an entire day so we we see her for 10 seconds a day essentially right that yeah and, and like and like the tonal shift of her outfits is kind of jarring sometimes because she, she has like a plain greenish blue thing she wore during the big action sequence and like i think a scene or two later or a scene or two before she has like a fucking beret and giant glasses and mm-hmm. like this black and white mm-hmm. she looks, she looks like a mime like it's 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's oh yeah, when Bruce is watching uh the Joker kill whichever mob boss that is. Yeah, I that and man, she moves quick. Like that's that was something that was weird to me too, was just like Bruce Wayne's like, Yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna bone down. Like I'm I'm whatever, I'm gonna do whatever. Like it's, it's the just, most Bruce Wayne thing about him. Right. I, I guess, but I don't know. That was, and maybe this is just my misreading or my interpretation of what I've read of him. But like, I always got the impression he gets labeled as a playboy. But like in the in the Nolan movies, like he always finds a way out of it, so he can keep that image going. But he doesn't actually seal the deal because I guess Bruce Wayne is actually an incel. So I don't know. It just it. it, (laughs) I I I don't. I really mm-hmm. want that movie to happen. <laughs> it just, it's just yeah. yeah. Well, it's like the um the the yakuza thing where he's just really a virgin. Um, and all he does is flirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it, just, it struck me. It struck me as really weird that like that he was so quick to bone down, and Vicky Vale was just like, "Yeah, let's fuck it, let's do this." And, and then all of a sudden, they're in love with each other. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the other thing that yeah, I'm that like, was weird. Oh, that's how this TV is. Works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they sleep mm-hmm. together once, and then all of a sudden they're in love. Even yeah, though yeah, he like works. he ignores her for like three or four days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how you. What could that's how you get going on? I'll just ask him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's just. Um, it, mm. Go ahead. Um. Oh God, I lost what I was about to say. Um. Uh oh, and it's gone. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Um, well, I, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm going based on order of me watching the movie, but um, the next thing I had on my list was that surgery, quote unquote, place that was dumb place in the middle of the slums of Gotham. Like, how? It looks like, it looks like he walked, like, like he's, like he climbs out of the water and just, like, walks into the first building he saw in some, like, fucking gross. And- yeah, it, somewhere it's like it's next to a 7-eleven like get me a big gulp before you do the surgery on my face like it's just it it how is there mirror anything, and a big gulp like how is there anything sterile in there how is that how did he survive and not get sepsis like what the fuck that's, happened? The, that's the biggest question because like that guy like first of all like the wounds he sustains too like doesn't he have his face like basically shattered, like it's blown apart by that ricocheting bullet, which is jarring, by the way. It mm-hmm. looks like when I was watching the movie, like I paused it when uh when he was hanging on to uh the Batman's hand. It looks like the bullet like went through his cheeks or like through Ow. his jaw. So nice. maybe that's the idea is that like it it destroyed his jawbone, and that's why he has that really weird smile because the doctor who was too busy worrying about roller dogs next door was doing surgery. <laughs> yeah, he he should look like I'm, Donald I'm gonna leave the Cooper NC, in no, Warzone. Yeah, yeah I, I need to get <laughs> cheese dog. Yeah, so crazy. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Wow. Yeah, and and I will admit that Joker reveal is kind of perfect. <laughs> Not when he like breaks the mirror, but when he reveals no, yeah. himself to Jack Palance. Yeah, when he reveals himself to Grissom, it's pretty solid. Um, also, mm-hmm. uh, if anybody's interested, I did remember the thing that I had to say about Bruce Wayne, uh-huh. um, which was that, Eric, you're right when it comes to like, his public thing, but I've said for years now, his greatest weakness is is the is the women when he it's is uh, dressed as Batman. Um, like, 
I think Catwoman, Talia has made several gags about that. Where like uh, their Batman, as soon as he sees it, like an attractive woman, he's like, "Do you want to know my secret identity?" Yeah, (laughs) exactly. In this movie, it wasn't even Bruce who revealed it. It was fucking Alfred. Like, what the (laughs) fuck are you doing? You were the worst butler slash keeper of my secret ever. Like, oh, Master Bruce, Vicky's here. Let me bring you down to the cave. In his defense, this seems like an Alfred who is just fucking done with Bruce's shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's something I actually liked. Like, I really liked the scene where he's like, I'm not one for mourning over old friends. Oh, their children. Uh, like this very serious moment in the middle of all the insanity that is the rest of this movie. And then, like, is it the next scene that he's in where he lets Vicky into the Batcave? Um, it's he's a man on a mission in this movie. <laughs> I he has intentions. I love when um I love when Bruce is at the party and he's just leaving shit everywhere, and Alfred is like a ninja yeah. coming right behind yeah. him to pick it back up. He sticks the pen in that weird orb plant thing, and like all of a sudden, uh, Alfred is there to grab it. And the mm-hmm. the comically like bad, like oh, he's going to drop his glass, like picking it up right away. Yeah, but yeah, um, uh, poor Michael mm-hmm. Goff. Goff, go. I have go. No idea. Um, Could be either one. <laughs> I wish you would. By the time Goto we get to the fourth movie, he is <laughs> so criminally used in Batman and Robin. Um. And in this, like his presence is perfect. I like him. I love him as Alfred. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. He is. He is the per. He's the Alfred they needed for this movie. Yes. Like, I. I just thought of something. Mm-hmm. What if Batman Forever and Batman and Robin are all in Alfred's head? Okay. All right. <laughs> as he's dying. As he's dying. As from, he's... from McGregor syndrome, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> yes. It's all happening in his mind. That's why he's the same Alfred. That's, That's why so everything else changes, but he's the same. Um, he is the uh, constant. Master Bruce, I thought you were Val Kimmer. Well, now I'm George Clooney. Oh, that's why oh. Alicia Silverstone, or not, that's why he can be a computer when Alicia Silverstone <laughs> finds the cave because she's just talking to his subconscious. Wait, um, hold up, Th- that movie did a Jarvis before Jarvis. Yes. He put himself under the computer and he's like telling her about her suit or whatever. He's having a full conversation. Oh, Uh, oh, okay. So he's dying in the hospital and it's the sounds of the machinery keeping him alive that makes him think, oh, I'm a computer. (laughs) Yes. Is this one of these newfangled computer things? odd but it, it i it's we're all over the place with this but i mean i'm trying to think of what like the order of things that have been happening like so Vic, let's just go from vicky being at batman's and the bat cave the next thing i remember seeing that i was like what the fuck was how small the bat wing looked oh god it's tiny like it's mm-hmm. this tiny it's like the short bus of batman vehicles like mm-hmm. I, when I remember seeing it, and when I was a kid, I'm like, that thing is amazing. And then I'm watching it now. It's like there's barely enough room for anyone who'd be <laughs> over six foot to sit in that thing. Right. It's all it's all very impressionistic. It's not they're not going for realism for ninety nine percent of this movie. No, um, not at all. Uh, yeah. I mean, the like, Batwing is there so yeah. he can fly upwards and silhouette mm-hmm. against the moon and then fall yep. down. Right. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And for and here's the thing. I wouldn't want them to change it if it means no. that we don't get that shot. <laughs> yeah, and like the next shot, like the next sequence is in, 
Joker pulls out a, like the the silliest gun in the history of movies <laughs> and shoots this thing out of the sky. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. He's, he's I'm like, okay, shot. longer barrel means stronger bullets. Yes. I mean, it's not it's, completely illogical. It's but I don't know. It's just longer bullets. So it just <laughs> does more damage. It's like a because... going through his fucking... <laughs> exactly. Bruce <laughs> yeah. is like, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he, he gets shot down and crashes after getting rid of the balloons and all the people which that was something else and this is just my age like it made me think about the theory of time travel stick with me here um <laughs> okay so you see a lot of money in this movie mm. and seeing it i'm like looks so weird and then i'm like oh fuck that's because money has changed its look so many different times since i was <laughs> however old in 1989 i was 35 or whatever and that means you were 55 years old yeah i was i was one of the guys smoking cigars and playing poker in there um and it just it then made me think about like oh well time travel would be fucked because people talk about oh i travel back in time and do this that and the other thing it's like no you wouldn't motherfucker because your money would look fake to every person you run into in there that was they would walk in like this is monopoly money like i'm not exactly yeah exactly unless you're doc brown in back to the future too you're fucked yeah. Um, well, and this is this has been my TED talk about why time travel wouldn't work if you have yes. 2020 money. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was just that yeah. Was that's the thing noticed. you want to focus on. That's the thing well, that would... you know. You know, I'm old. I get nostalgic about things. Not like... space and time moving around you, or the fact that uh, the continents move over time. Not not that. Not that at hey, all. Or the, hey. Or the, hey. The planets shut move. Up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> So he he gets rid of the balloons and the plane crashes and then it starts turning into the weirdest thing that Batman would ever do, which is take the stairs. Yeah, just slowly such a weird up decision. this fucking bell tower with the stairs <laughs> right. and just like just take his time and just like mm-hmm. just, he's totally cool with a gauntlet of thugs um, and just let them like, yeah letting them get the drop on him is such a weird non Batman thing to do. It does not make sense maybe at all. He's into it, it's like a. I mean, maybe. <laughs> well, here's, so here's the thing: there are there are parts in this movie where I'm like, he's more like Daredevil than he is Batman. In parts of this, where I'm like, he's really into getting beat up. He's really into getting hit and shot. Um, and I do wonder if somebody was like, let's just take everything that we like about Frank Miller's stuff at this okay. moment because it's 1988. Um, so Michael, yeah. Michael Keaton's actor secret is that Batman's Catholic. Is what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, or he's into mm, BDSM. Yes, sure. Yeah. I mean, either one. The two can go hand in hand. That's the true. two often do that's go true. hand yeah, in hand. Uh, self-flagellation and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So he's he's climbing the bell tower, which. I don't understand how that thing wasn't condemned based on the way some of the stuff falls apart in there very easily. Like there's a point where the dude hits the wall with a, uh, a large pulley that he's swinging at Batman is something along yeah. those lines. He's created like, a Rube Goldberg S device and half the wall falls off when he hits it with it. It's like, Hey, how is this thing still standing? Like, why has this not fallen on people down below and created a million other Batman who are 
fighting against <laughs> bad construction. All these kids are just like taking up superhero dumb because like a piece of a church fell and killed their parents. Exactly, like a gargoyle fell and destroyed their parents' brains. Oh. And yeah, this is this is the point where like the thugs just show that they are one hundred percent in for whatever the Joker is doing because. Mm-hmm. Man, like they're just throwing themselves to their deaths left and right, and Batman I, yeah. doesn't give a fuck. No, I also love that they seemingly have monster closets from Doom Three. Like he gets to yes. a certain point on the map, and they just they pop out and go boo. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah it's like in Call of Duty. <laughs> like you have to you have to beat up this many thugs and get to this exit, or they'll just keep coming out of nowhere, and you'll have to keep <laughs> using your weird wrist fighting knife fight knife kick guy. Yeah. It, uh, it. This is also the point where Batman just starts saying like, "Ah, fuck it, I'm killing people." Because mm-hmm. that, that oh, starts I, like he. What, he doesn't what even hide it. Joker yeah. is fucking inhuman. Oh yeah, he brutalizes um, him. Like, yeah, at first he beats the absolute shit out of him from pillar to post for like five minutes. Like, like at some point, Dennis yeah. like spits up his like half gallon of blood. Yeah, um, it's yeah. a lot of blood. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then the whole escape thing where he jumps onto the fucking helicopter. Bruce grappling hooks his foot to a gargoyle and is like, "Good fucking luck, douche." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just—it's very The Dark Knight Returns. You and like I like I said earlier about like he drives the Batmobile into. They're not calling it Ace Chemicals. What do they call it in this? Is it like Axis Chemicals? Yeah. Which once again backs up the idea that they don't give a shit about any of Batman mythos because Ace Chemical mm. is something they could very easily just be like, yeah, just throw that in there. But nah, nah, who gives a fuck? Regardless, he I feel like Tim Burton heard what that place was through a wall, and he's like, he's like, I got it, access. <laughs> hey, that's the place. Uh, when the other dude is talking to every script note they give him, he's like, yeah, 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 chemical, chemical, yeah, just... whatever. Yeah, Ace Axis, cool, cool. He was he was too busy thinking about a very young Johnny Depp at that point. Um, but yeah, just just the fact that like Batman's just like ah fuck it and remote controls the Batmobile into the building and drops bombs in there to kill all of those guys. It's just like Jesus, man. Like they might have families. What did they ever do to you? He doesn't also, care. Like, he destroys the entire chemical plant when like really you could have probably just sabotaged like. He's Batman. He could have figured out like mm-hmm. what Batman was coming from, who was making it, and just shut down the production. Instead, he's like, like nah, nuclear option, and just fucking yep. nukes the place. I mean, yep. he is Bruce Wayne, so you know what you know what he could have done. He, he could have he just bought, bought the it. factory. <laughs> yeah, and then had it condemned and and demolished very quickly. Yeah, he could have like, paid off like, a city official. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, acquired the the, the chemicals that he fell and study it and figure what the fuck happened. Um, mm-hmm. Instead, he's like, "Yeah, chemical go boom." Well, yeah. that, it, it, it tying into all of that, like things he could have done, which would have extended the runtime of this movie. Like, this movie was two hours, but I don't know, understand how it was two hours because it it didn't feel like it was a cohesive two hours of filming. Was it was. Um, I actually think that when this movie gets to the end, is when mm-hmm. it actually starts to kind of fall apart a little bit. Yeah. 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 It definitely does. Because the ending is not like a big bombastic action sequence because you've already gotten like three of those already. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, It's Batman climbing a staircase, beating up an old man, and then murdering an old man. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then he has well, a yeah, laughing bag on him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, to this day, I don't understand what's happening there. I I guess it was a, like, well, in case I die, people won't know I'm dead. I thought it was, was going to be, like, a bomb or something, and it just turned out it's a laughing bag. I, I kind of yeah. wish it was a bomb or something like that. that when would I was be... little... Yeah. When I was little, I thought it was like a device that actually the his his signature laugh came from. That it was always this like artificial oh. thing. But then as I was oh. older, I'm like, that doesn't that still doesn't make any sense because like he's very clearly laughing the whole time. Um mm-hmm. yeah, he pulls the thing out. It's like, yeah, in case of death, press button or something. Like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean again, that that does feel like a very joker thing to do, though. To have like a a oh, little yeah. useless device that only works after you've died. Um, and all it does is laugh. Well, it's crazy how he's still intact, too, when he hits mm-hmm. the ground. Oh, yeah, no, he would have <laughs> exploded like a blood pinata. Oh, yeah. he hit the I, ground. Do love, I do love he has this fucking, like, Bugs Bunny impact outline. Like, the, the <laughs> cement is cracked, and he's in this big thing, this starfish pose. <laughs> yeah. Well... Back to back real quick to him having this device that you know as as Connor and I both came to the conclusion that it's press button in case of death. Um, Joker went real quick from being like a psychotic gangster to like all of a sudden he has a joy buzzer that can somehow completely burn a human body, <laughs> yes. but not the tie they're wearing. Like all of a sudden right. he had all of these Joker esque toys. But it mm-hmm. didn't really go into him going. Not that I expect them to show him like building it, but it just it seems mm-hmm. like a real weird break from like, well, I'm this I'm this somewhat psychotic gangster to all of a sudden I have all these toys like a boxing right. glove on the end of an extender that I only have built to punch a TV. I can destroy a TV if I don't like what I see on screen. Just in case, yeah. By then I kind of get it, but the joy buzzer is like. Where did you get this? You didn't buy this. There was How no did, Amazon. There when was. Did he, when did he have time to make patches with his face on it for his thugs to put on their jackets? Right. <laughs> okay, that's like that's one of my favorite things about his henchmen is that like he, he becomes a Joker and not only does he get gadgets but he has a full army at his disposal immediately. They all have matching yeah. outfits and they all have matching cars. I mean, yes, I yes, mean, he has you, those cars painted in his colors. You, you know exactly why they had this. It's because Warner Brothers is like, we're going to make a mint off the toys. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. exactly why they had those things like uh-huh. that. So they could be like, all right, this yeah. is your villain character. Like Bob yeah. the Thug, the actual Bob the, action Bob figure. Bob the Goon, yeah. Bob the Goon, uh, that's it. Bob the Goon, yeah. I love Bob in this movie, even if I don't know what the fuck he's there for. He's, oh, God damn, who is the guy who... uh he directed a documentary about the killing of um, oh, Fisher Stevens. He looks like Laurent Fisher Stevens. <laughs> is who Bob the Goon looks like. Like, he's Fisher Stevens' like, cousin who's like, hey, I, I'm Fisher Stevens' cousin. Give me a job. Uh, that and uh, all right, so you've got Bob the Goon. And why the fuck wasn't that corrupt cop? Uh, oh, oh, fuck, what's his face from the, from oh, the cartoons? Oh, oh, why wasn't he yeah. Flask? Yeah. Oh, no, Basically. why wasn't he? Why wasn't he Harvey Bullock? Like why? Or, yeah, do yeah. Because and, he, yeah, and that's a good question. The funny thing is, like, the character of Eckhart feels like mm-hmm. he could be plucked from this movie and dropped into any Batman comic, and he would fit in there perfectly. Yeah, yep. right. Did yeah, they just not yeah. have the rights to either of those two 
characters. Warner Brothers owns Batman and all of subsidiary comics. They could have used I mean, anybody now they wanted they do. to. Now they do. I think at the time it was a little bit more uh, up in the air what they did and didn't have. I, I don't really No, know, DC has always but... been owned by Warner Brothers. Like, no, so they could have used anybody they wanted to at any given time. I mean, not always. No, this that was this thing that happened very close to when this came out. Because they didn't own them in, like, the 60s. Um, I'm fairly positive about Well, yeah, that. but that was 30 uh, years before this movie came out. I know, I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm just saying, it wasn't always, you, if you're going to say always, that they better have owned them in the 1930s, Eric. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but no, I get what you mean. I'm just saying, I, my understanding is that at the time there were like, that's why Brainiac isn't in Superman three. It's stuff like that, where it's like that character, we might have to pay somebody who works for us to use that character. There were more, there was more like ownership by the people who actually worked at DC. Um, it wasn't just a thing of, well, no, now, now we just have this character and we don't have to get anybody any recon, uh, recon, recompensation. I also think that at the time, like, because this style of movie and this genre was um pretty new, like, instead of doing Brainiacs, I can see an executive being like, no, that's too out there. We can't do that. Instead, it's a computer. Right. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe uh, Eckhart was Bullock at some point, and Burton was like, eh, his name's yeah. Eckhart because reasons. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of German stuff in this movie, a lot of like German expressionist stuff. So I feel like it was if I had to guess it's references to that. It's I bet Eckhart is like some expressionist director or something. Yeah, and while we're on the topic of like the gangsters and the criminals in this movie, uh I wanna talk about the the sounds the guns make in this movie. <laughs> oh god. They're so <laughs> They're so strange because one, they all sound like they're from 1930. It's these loud, like, right? Yeah. Oh, um, uh, like you do. Sorry, real quick. Uh, Warner Brothers has owned the rights to DC stuff since 1976. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I love that Jack kills Eckhart from 400 feet away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With with a with gun a from like 1822. Yeah. yeah. That I like. What the fuck? And well, and why was Eckhart like? He's a cop. Why was he using also a six shooter at the time? And it wasn't like a Saturday Night Special. It was. Mm-hmm. It was like a a dare not a derringer. It was like a revolver that you would see a cowboy using. Like it made no sense <laughs> yeah. to me why he's pulling that out. Well, Which no, I one had, no one yeah. had weapons that were, you know if they weren't bladed they were Tommy guns or revolver pistols. I, right. Bob the Goon had one, remember? Because that's the that's the point where uh, I heard. Oh, that's he, right. He does. Yeah. He puts a forty-five yeah. on somebody. Yeah, he does. I mean, my forty-five has been around for a while, but it was still just like, why or why? Just why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, why would you? Yeah. Like, why would you carry it, a gun that big? It's not practical to carry well, a gun that big in your coat. Like. I mean, I think I think it does go back to something Connor was pointing out earlier about how they like trying to be of every time period and no time period at the same sure. time, but they didn't do a good enough job of doing right. that. That's the biggest problem there. Well, they, they should have been more, they should have been more specific. Like some of them should have been carrying Lugers and stuff like that. Yeah. Like gun, guns that are more um, in keeping and that make more practical sense. Cause other, cause there are the cops in this, like the low level cops, a lot of them are carrying 38s. Um, 
and smaller like revolvers but yeah it's a lot of a lot of the bad guys and some of the named characters they are carrying guns that if this movie does take place in a version of 1980 guns that wouldn't have been used for like a hundred years um and if this movie is the 1930s as well guns that wouldn't have been used for like 50 years so it's still like fuck is going on well, that and just mentioning the cops, like the point where uh, where Gordon's walking in to access chemicals and it looks like he has mm-hmm. the Gestapo with him. Because yes. of the way those oh, cops God. are dressed. They all have puffy jackets and you know, big yeah. fucking former, former police hats. Yeah. Um, Elbow length gloves. Reuse uh, yeah. Godfather <laughs> clothing, clearly. Old. <laughs> it's just, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, it all in all, like... It's a fun movie, but mm-hmm. I and I it's like I said in the chat, like this movie is so inherently tied to my DNA because it was yep. the first huge like comic book movie when I was a kid. So I I love it, but it's I don't really think it's that good. I really uh, don't. I think it's like it's starting to show its age, but I also think it's like supremely yeah. entertaining for what it is. Um <laughs> so I think it gets kind of a pass. Um because like there's the Jack Nicholson performance, like the fact that Michael Keaton's Batman is a novelty. Uh, Jack Fallon's for five seconds. Uh, the yes. actor who plays Knox, I can't remember yeah. him, but like he's also just kind of like doing more than he should be. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's fun, but yeah, no, especially as a Batman movie, it's you're like you're like, mm-hmm. oh wow, this is so far removed from what we're doing today. Like I couldn't imagine the decisions that went into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would, yeah. Um, no, go ahead, Arlen. I was go gonna ahead, say. I think it's a good movie in spite of everything that we've said, but just barely. It's hanging off of the cliff by like three fingers and it's about to fall off. It's not a good Batman movie. It's an interesting Batman movie. It's an interesting take on these characters uh, that I don't really think uh, comes to fruition. Like, There's a lot of cool stuff in here. I just don't know if it all works. so like and, yeah. and maybe maybe that's what my issue is is that like there's a lot of great ideas but none of it gels well enough together to be what mm-hmm. i want or wanted out of a batman movie because yeah i get it like it's it, well no i don't because like superman like with christopher reeve was the most pure distilled like superman you could uh-huh. get i think and they knock that out of the park with the first two Superman movies. But how do they go into Batman and like, like just get this, I don't want to say schlubby because that's not Michael Keaton, but like, like Hunter said, like they get your dad to play Bruce Wayne. Yeah. It just, it's, <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah. an odd choice. And I get it. Like Tim, Tim Curry, Tim Burton, not Tim Curry, Tim Curry is <laughs> Tim Curry. in a wheelchair. Yeah. Tim Burton is very much an auteur and especially at the time, but uh-huh. I, uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know. There's just, there's too many things that are so disparate from each other that it's like, hey, guy, what are you doing? What are you doing? It like, yeah. Hmm? It doesn't feel focused. I think in, I think Despite any other feelings some of us might have about more recent adaptations, I can say that a lot of them are focused. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't feel like they're trying to do a million different things at once. At least the ones of them that are successful or you know highly interesting to watch just uh, intellectually. Um, this movie doesn't feel focused 
It feels like we need to make Batman for everyone. We need to make mm-hmm. Batman that people who know a very that each individually know in very distinct slivers of Batman will be able to appreciate. And we can't go too specific. We can't go down any one particular road with Batman. This needs to be an encapsulation of everything since Batman's creation until now. And I understand how that worked. I mean, it did work for them at the time. It was very successful, and it appealed to everyone. Um, But I think in hindsight, it's the thing of, well, specificity sort of leads to, uh, it leads to universality, and it creates a a piece of art that is interesting, um, distinct from any other factors. It's something that you can just watch and take in and uh, take it on its own merits. With this movie, you kind of have to be like, well, I'm watching it because of Batman or because I have a nostalgic connection to it or because I'm watching a Tim Burton movie or because I want to watch a movie with young Michael Keaton. Like, There's all these other factors that lead you to the movie. But I think that if we weren't doing this particular show and if we weren't who we are, we wouldn't be talking about this movie right now. Um, and I, I think that that's maybe its biggest flaw is unless you're sort of in our general sphere of things that people like, this movie's pretty much been forgotten about um, outside of our, again, our larger circle of interests. Um, and maybe, maybe that's incorrect, but like, I'll compare it to a movie that came out in 1991, uh, Terminator 2. Still talked about constantly, everywhere, by everyone. Uh, it's uh, an ongoing thing that people bring up that is universal, but it's very distinct and it's very specific. And it doesn't need all these other factors for people to pay attention to it. Those Some similar factors are there, and it is nearly as successful. Um, but on its own merit, it attracts attention and conversation uh, in a way that maybe this movie doesn't. Uh, very well said. Um, I think this yeah. movie's become a novelty, so I think that's why people still talk about it and still gravitate towards it. Um, but also, like this property and this franchise, as far as like movies go, has come so far that this feels like an artifact. Um, yeah. It's a very entertaining artifact, but yeah, it's there's lots of better that feel super dated. The fucking Prince music is so bothersome yes. nowadays oh no i all... love the prince music i no, love I, it i love it but also it's it's all over the fucking movie we're like what was happening yeah. here well my thing was watching the movie i was more waiting for the audio cues of the actors for the songs that i recognized than i was for the actual movie like when I would hear like Vicky Vale say something, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's that's that part in Bat Dance or that's this sample in this particular song from the Prince soundtrack, because I feel like that has stuck in my brain more than this movie did. I can't argue with that. I can't yeah. Either. yeah. Like Bat Dance was something that left an indelible mark in my brain forever just because I'm like, 
what the fuck am I watching? But it's Batman, so I have to watch it. But what the fuck am I watching? And look at, oh, God, I'm like, I'm 13, and there's girls that are wearing scantily clad clothing. I like this a lot right now. I don't know. It just, it's, it, yeah. I mean, I think you guys have said pretty much everything that I could say about it is that it's definitely a relic of a time period that it deserves to be seen if you haven't, but also understand that what it did at the time was interesting and revolutionary, but doesn't really hold a candle to what's been done recently. Eh. Fucking dynamite drop in. I like the movie. It's it's entertaining. I I wouldn't call it like a good movie or anything. I just like I really like was entertained the whole time it was on my TV. Yeah, yeah. I I will give it that. Like it's it's definitely not something that I'm watch that I'll watch and be like, oh god, why are we watching this? Like a Ghost Rider or a Steel. But it's it's definitely not a great Batman adaptation. Like yeah. it just yeah I don't know it's it has a lot of disparate elements that are great but as a cohesive whole it's just like eh, eh, it is what it is I'm not gonna be one of those people that's just like it's fun I love it because of that <laughs> positivity I'm, I'm, even if it I, means compromising your feelings no like things can mm-hmm. be bad and it's okay yeah. like it's it's okay I promise the world won't end mm-hmm. yeah. Even, even though it feels like it is at this point. Anyways, <laughs> I think we're all uh, I think we're all running on empty now. So I think we can yeah. get out of here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ernest Scared Stupid just came out. We had PC Miles on there, uh, who's a drag queen, not a transgender woman, um, who uh, was had a brief uh, burst up of uh, notoriety early in this year because she was covering Trump's impeachment uh, trial. <laughs> Um, there's, there's hilarious pictures of her getting scanned by uh, like metal detectors and stuff and she's this like big giant fucking explosion of color in the middle of this like drab you know political fucking uh, hearing um, <laughs> I had never seen an artist movie before that and now uh, I fucking love Jim Varney and I'm so mad he's not around so um, yeah we just finished Trick or Trash so I'll burn to that and we're rolling into Thanksgiving which I don't think we have a theme for and then Trick or Trash which uh, should probably be pretty good there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess it's me. Uh, LHP is wrapping up. Uh, we have a couple a couple bonds that we'll still be doing, but otherwise, uh, season three? Yeah, season three. Wow. Uh, <laughs> season three is uh, coming to a close, so listen to episodes that are forthcoming that are undecided at this moment, so I can't really say anything. Uh, but uh, look forward to Octopussy coming out whenever that comes out. Um, and that will be interesting because I have not seen that movie in a long time. And I remember hating it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that will be that will be something. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's my plug. Don't follow me anywhere. <laughs> All right. I love how quietly you said that too. It was very most indifferent I've heard you sound. Don't don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. He's he's become indifferent to it. It's no longer like fuck you. Don't follow me anywhere. It's just don't follow me anywhere, please, please, please. Oh God, stop. Leave me. Leave me to my devices.
Uh, I'm Eric Fedorchuk. You can find me at Eric underscore Fedor on Instagram. There's pictures of talking cats and food and comics. I'm on the Phantom Zone talking about things and stuff. I'm also other places on the internet, but don't you dare go there. Don't you? Don't you go down there. There's bad things down there. <laughs> bad things in that down there. Yeah. There's bad things uh, in that gutter. Uh, don't you see? There's, I, a, there's a clown. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've never seen a clown that looks like that. It makes me feel well, on that road. Weird. Was, on that road. <laughs> this is a parasitic creature that uh, grows in your stomach and comes out your asshole. See, <laughs> it makes uh, my overalls feel real tight. Um, yeah, outside of that, I don't really have anything else to add. I would like to mention that I was also in the running to play Batman, but the little wimp Michael Keaton beat me to it. I wanted to have Jimmy Superfly Snooker play my Robin. Uh, would pay to see. <laughs> yeah, a fucking heartbeat. Yes, please. Don't give him a wig. Just have him be bald. Yeah, with his stupid mustache and the bat suit. Yeah, yeah I'm they would to get you, Joker. <laughs> Joker, I'm tired of your shenanigans. I'm going to be the governor of Minnesota. He would just have paper mache like ears attached to the top of his bald head. He wouldn't even <laughs> wear the cowl. costume. <laughs> exactly, it would be a T-shirt <laughs> with the Batman symbol on it. Yeah. Yeah, and then he, he, just, he just puts bad ears on his fucking Jesse the Body gimmick uh, outfit and just like just you know fights crime in that. But he'd be wearing a black boa too, which would be really weird. <laughs> I love it. Give it to me. <laughs> All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Goodbye, everybody. It's it's Hi, eternal. Buddy. It's eternal Tuesday. Eternal election Tuesday. Yeah, we're, we're stuck still- in. Come it's, on, Georgia. The first day of November third. Uh, we're stuck in it forever. None of this oh, will de- would, will date this episode at all. Um, you, need, uh, you need to go talk to your governor, Connor. I'm fucking sick of I it. Know, okay, I said it on Facebook. I'm not the Duke of Nevada, all right? I can't just <laughs> walk and, and I walk. said maybe you should be. I, I don't. Just, like, I can't walk in and go. Hard, 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 hard. I don't. But know here's the thing. I know. Miles, so this is on you. I know, Connor, if you were the Duke of Nevada, things would get real escape from New York real quick. Just, just, just yeah, just... with intent. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, goodbye. Yo, hey, number one, are you? Bye. Yeah, bye, everybody. <laughs>